Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Boston. You are watching Going In Raw. You like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are going in SmackDown Live. This Ugh. is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. And you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Welcome back to Going In Raw. I'm by myself in this weird freaking film noir-esque setup that I got going on here. I don't know what I'm doing, man. I didn't decide to go into the office today. Larson's gone. He's on. He's out. He's on vacation. He's doing his thing. I'm actually about to join him. Me and the wife are going to hop in the car in about an hour from now. So there will be no post over patrons today. I apologize for that. But uh, yeah, I noticed in, in the live chat here. You guys are talking about how old I am, and I don't appreciate it. Gas was gas was probably about 63 cents back when I was born. But uh, anyways, yeah, so this is Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Be sure to hit the uh, subscribe button, the little notify bell next to it, and uh, and all that good stuff. Yeah. Whew, man. The Wrestle Hub is uh, telling me to remember the hashtag wrestling podcast awards. Apparently, we're nominated for some awards. So that's great. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah. Where was I? Going in raw? I'm lost without Larson, to be honest with you. Even if it was just here. I was actually just waiting for the chat to start talking about how this is all weird. I'm by myself. It doesn't happen very often. There's like a couple weird things happening coming up, too. Next week, uh, I'm going to be gone Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Can't say why. Can't say why. I'm going to be doing some stuff for the channel. Not going to say what it is. Some of you smarter friendos out there might be able to know what it is, uh, or might be able to figure it out, rather. Uh, Larson's going to be holding down The Daily Show on his own with a special guest on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Not going to say who it is. Kind of excited about it. It's not Adam Mayhem, thank God. Uh, so, yeah, that's what's going on next week. It just sprung up out of nowhere. This opportunity thing just came out of nowhere. So I'm going to go do that. <laughs> so yeah I've, it feels very InfoWars doing this 
doing it this way. I don't like it. I'll be honest. I do not like it. And when I look at my little monitor screen right here, I got this guy right here over my shoulder, that dumb smile of his. How does he get to go on vacation? Anyways, no, Lacey's in the other room. She's getting ready for the trip. She's around. I'm not going to bring her in here. She'll, have, she'll be like, I don't have my makeup on. I haven't done my hair. I haven't done all that stuff. So, yeah. Anyways, I'm going to take a super chat here real quick. Yeah, one super chat. One Steve, one super chat. Trey Saunders. Blazing at home before work just made strawberry lemon vanilla ice cream flavored jam. About to stuff them into some croissants. Chef life is real. That's pretty cool. That sounds, uh... That sounds like a real life right there. Anyways, we're gonna get to some wrestling news, because this is all awkward and shit. And then I'm gonna read some Twitter questions. Oh! Oh! Oh, hold on. Before I get started with the wrestling news. This is on sale. Friendomarket.com We only have three smalls left, and we've got between 10 and 20 of all the other sizes left. It's on sale right now. $25. Uh... Anybody who buys it during the show, it's the Chicago uh, uh, sticker pack. Do I have this thing right here? Where's this guy? Right there. There he is, that thing. Uh, isn't there another picture? Yeah, there's another picture right here. That, yeah, this right here. This shit right here is on sale right now. Friendomarket.com, $25. It's on sale for the first 24 hours or whenever I decide to take it off sale. Maybe the whole weekend. I don't know. Uh, these sold like hotcakes in Chicago. People loved them. They look great. High quality merchandise. You get three stickers, a postcard, and uh, the shirt. Chicago the shirt sticker pack. Buy it now. If you if you do next forty five minutes, I'm not I'm not thinking it's gonna be a long show. If you buy it within the next forty five minutes, I'll read it off on the show. I'll read your name on the show. I got no problem with that. Anyways, let's talk about Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is re-signing with the WWE. Some people in chat noted that when I when I wrote it here, it looked like it said he resigned from WWE. No, he re-signed. So I put a little, little dash there. Daniel Bryan re-signs with WWE, according to a Wrestling Observer. Quote, Daniel Bryan just signed his new contract, so they've agreed on terms. As of September the 3rd, it was not official since WWE hadn't signed it, but that's a formality, and it should be official very soon, if not this week. It's been pretty much a given now for several weeks that he wasn't going anywhere for a number of reasons, but it was not an easy decision, and he was lucky uh, that whatever his decision was going to be, there was no wrong decision. Uh, uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet adds that it's a multi-year deal. Uh, Meltzer also said it was a tough decision for Daniel Bryan because, quote, he can't watch G1 and not want to be there. Obviously, he probably saw All In as well and wanted to be there for the festivities. But, I don't know, I kind of feel like Daniel Bryan's a bit I'm sure, like, look, he, he can make a shit ton of money in New Japan, Ring of Honor, wherever he wants to go. He can make a ton of money. Have a great time with all those guys. Talk about it later on in the show, but it's not an impossibility that he might be wrestling with all those guys coming up very shortly, maybe in the new year. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, here we go. Look at that. First one. Woo! Made it all worth it. Rashad Thompson just bought Slayus Pack. Very good. Very good. I'm going to double check something here. Yeah, it's, it's on sale, right? Didn't I put it on sale? Let's find out. Let's see here. It says on sale. What did I put on sale for? I put it for 25? It's a 25. Okay, that must be the shipping included. So you got you to gotta pay for shipping too, people. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, 
Yeah. So Daniel Bryan resigning. That's cool. I, I mean, it, it basically means that him and Miz. It wouldn't surprise me if him and Miz. Me and Larson have talked about this plenty. Him and Miz. Michael Carlson. Oh, I remember Michael Carlson. He was the guy that did the Lex Luger thing. Michael Carlson still here? I don't know. Anyways, he's a new owner of Chicago's shirt. That's great. Uh, so the there was there was talk when Daniel Bryan uh, was sort of hadn't signed yet that Miz would go over at SummerSlam, then Miz would get that victory back at WrestleMania. Speculating here, they're probably going to do it for the WWE title. Makes all the sense in the world. For one thing, <clears throat> given the way the WWE has booked AJ Styles. Very strong. He's had the title for, you know, a lot of days. But the title hasn't been main eventing anything since they've been doing the cross-brand pay-per-views. It's rare that it even main events SmackDown. Um, I mean, the title's not really on the line at SmackDown, but the but the AJ Styles segments haven't really been main eventing. The, like, the biggest uh, story going on SmackDown has been the Miz, Daniel Bryan. I mean, you know, understandably so. It's been going on for like eight years now. Um, and so it makes all the sense in the world for, e- even if Daniel Bryan was to leave Miz to go over at SummerSlam, I think Miz is going to be coming out on the, on the, the, he's going to be looking stronger than Daniel Bryan all the way up till WrestleMania. He'll be coming out um, on top. And then Daniel Bryan, I would think it makes sense for Daniel Bryan to take the title off The Miz. That's like the biggest story they could tell. And this is a very big story. They've been treating it as the top story on SmackDown. So it makes all the sense in the world for Daniel Bryan to re-sign. And, uh, and yeah, good stuff. Anyways. Gonna read some more Super Chats here. It just is not the same. I know it's not the same when he's not here. And he's just, he's right there. He's just staring at me. But he's gone. He's gone. Uh, let's see here. Jonathan. Uh, what is the water doing to the frogs? I don't know what that means, Jonah. Uh, let's see here. Scuba music. Happy belated birthday, Steve. Hope it was real. Yeah, it was good. Birthday was good. Went and had Mexican food with the wife and, uh, and my child. Um, so that was cool. Got uh, some cool gifts. We're doing like a whole giant family thing on Sunday. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. Steve Kaharski, who wins the kingdom or the forgotten sons? Uh, so I don't know much about the kingdom. Isn't Matt Taven in the kingdom? Two other guys. The guy who busted up his ankle really bad. What was that guy's name? But I don't know if the Forgotten Sons are winning anything anytime soon. So I don't know. Check out the NXT recap, though. We talk about the Forgotten Sons. Tom Fox. Uh, happy belated birthday, Steve. The title of this episode made me think Debray quit, resigned, as opposed to re-signed. If you look up Daniel Bryan. Hold on a second. Daniel Bryan. Okay, well, that's had it right. You can actually do it either way, I think. Resigns. Let's see here. I'm going to take a look here. Yeah, okay, WrestleTalk has no hyphen. Uh, let's see here. Uh, nobody else is... Oh, uh, hopefully he'll re-sign. Give Me Sport doesn't have a hyphen. I don't think technically... Yeah, Bleacher doesn't have a hyphen. I don't think technically it's supposed to have a hyphen in the re and the signs. I think you guys are wrong. Everybody else 
is putting hole. Let's see uh, how many stories are putting it out with the hyphen there. Uh, let's see here. Oh, okay. Bunch of people are. So a bunch of people are, a bunch of people aren't. I don't think there's a standard rule of thumb here. But you're probably right. It sounds better with the friggin' hat, uh, hyphen there. So whatever. Anyways. Uh, let's see here. W.S. Fletcher. Average gas prices when I was born was 88 cents. Up to $1.25. Damn Reaganomics. Jonah Thon. It was in reference to your Infowar setup. Yeah, it was like he was talking about the uh, the frogs and their uh, sexual uh, proclivities, right? I'm telling you, man. This is how it's, I'm probably gonna keep it this way, though. This is uh, technically my oldest stepkid's room, but she's never here. She's like 19 now, and she's literally just basically moved in in her boyfriend's house. He's a great guy. They're great people. Uh, so I'm fine with that. I'm just saying, like, she's never here. I'm gonna. Start putting all of her clothes out in the garage so I can have my Infowars set up here, man. I'm going to start live streaming video games and talking about conspiracy theories. Anyway, speaking of conspiracy theories, HBK might be coming out of retirement. Here's a conspiracy theory floated by the Wrestling Observer. Because, let's face it, after watching HBK and Undertaker... That segment this past week on Raw wasn't hard to come away with the feeling that WWE may be setting the stage... For Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid, to return to the ring. Looks like that idea has, in fact, been confirmed by Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer, this week. Quote, when the segment was over, this did not come off like a promotion of Undertaker versus Triple H, but that Undertaker versus Triple H was a step in the greater direction of Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Michaels had already said he would be in Melbourne at ringside for the match on October 6th. Uh, this is for the WWE Super Showdown. And if they are going in that direction, an angle there would make sense. The working idea internally right now is that Shawn Michaels is coming out of retirement. Confirmed. Wrestling Observer confirmed it. As usually when Larson be talking, I take a swig of water. He says right now it is not for a singles match and it is targeted, if not scheduled, for Saudi Arabia on November 2, so they're doing like a Saudi Arabia show on, on November the 2nd. That's also kind of news, but I didn't really put that in here because it's in here. WWE's doing another Saudi Arabia show on November 2nd. You think they're going to have any women in that one? Probably not. Generally speaking, he says, the rule of thumb is Vince McMahon hates to build something up that he isn't going to deliver. And when this overshadowed the match he was promoting for Australia, it would indicate it's more than just the usual Michaels returning speculation. He adds, still, that did happen for Michaels versus Daniel Bryan a few years ago. And even though Michaels made it clear to everyone that he wasn't doing the match, most in the company didn't believe it for that very reason. Vince's rule of not wanting to get people excited about a match he's not delivering, it's the same reason he was furious at Steve Austin and Brock Lesnar for doing promos that got too legit for a match that had no chance of happening. If you guys remember on Stone Cold's podcast when Brock Lesnar was a guest, uh, no, no, no. When Paul Heyman was a guest, I don't remember if Brock did it. I don't remember that, but I remember, uh, Stone Cold, I think was, uh, talking Texas death match to Paul Heyman. He concludes still Michaels versus Brian never happened. <clears throat> Excuse me. And HBK made it clear at the time he wasn't going to wrestle again. HBK has previously said though, uh, fairly recently back in June, uh, when he, uh, gave an interview to sky sports, 
that he is open to returning for one more match. He says, quote, I've been retired for eight years now, and when it got to the five-year mark, I thought people would start asking me, but they just kind of stopped. I think it's one of those that you would never say never about, and if it was just for a one-off, then it's something that I would take a look at. It would have to be done the right way and just for one match rather than something that ran for longer. It could be possible, but people would have to accept that they wouldn't be getting the showstopper, Mr. WrestleMania, and that I'm 52 years old now. Uh, Michael said the most likely option for a ring return would be in a tag team match, another DX reunion. Uh, But he also said, this is the big one, there are several current superstars he would love to have locked up with, such as AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, or Johnny Gargano. Quote, if it was the Shawn Michaels of 10 years ago, I would love to have gotten in the ring with so many of the guys that are competing today. AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan would be good. Then there's guys in NXT. Someone like a Johnny Gargano would be fantastic. But for a one-off match right now, it'd need to be a tag team match where Triple H and I can just do a few crotch shops and then have some fun. So, yeah. Anyways. Uh... Oh, so Brock did do, okay, uh, Deontay DDJ uh, here in chat says Brock did do it on the network. Okay, that's good. All right. Anyways. So, I don't know. I Look, I, I'm i not huge on the idea of it. I'm, I'm not huge on the two most likely scenarios here. I'm not huge on Michaels versus Undertaker. Undertaker can barely move these days. Um, I would imagine... HBK saying, you know, people would have to realize I'm 52. I'm not the showstopper. I'm not Mr. WrestleMania. That's, he hasn't wrestled in forever. He's still in phenomenal shape. I'm sure the man could adapt his old body to a match that would be with AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Johnny Gargano to something that is absolutely thrilling. Burn the place down, explode the roof, every every cliche you can think of. I'm sure that at even his advanced age, the shape he's in, uh, the fact that his body has had plenty of time, eight years, to basically put itself back together. I would imagine Shawn Michaels would have no problem. We've seen Daniel Bryan uh, be able to put on thrilling matches with largely Matt based, uh, a largely Matt based philosophy. Zack Sabre Jr. is the king of that. Daniel Bryan is very, very good at that. Daniel Bryan is coming into his situation since his return, knowing that, you know, one wrong knock on the head and he could be out again. And so he's adapted his style to suit the new realities of, of his wrestling life. HBK, I think, would be similar to that. Undertaker, we've seen his matches. As of late, the guy can't move that great. Um, so I'm not sure how much I want to see Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. There are so many dream matchups that we haven't seen yet. AJ Styles, Gargano, Daniel Bryan. Almas, uh, Nakamura, 
Uh, I mean, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor. God, there's a million of them. And I know he, he he's not interested in that. I, I, it sounds like he's not interested in that. But if we could get a couple matches out of him, why waste him on The Undertaker? I know that's like a money match. I know it's a big money match. I understand that. Undertaker's a special event, right? But for the wrestling fan in, I think, a lot of us, what we'd want to see is somebody, something that we never thought we'd see. That's, that's, that's my two cents. There you go. Like uh, Deontay also says uh, HBK versus Adam Cole, Bebe. There you go. By the way, happy birthday to our uh, moderator, Karen. I don't know if she's in the room today. I haven't checked. Uh, it looks like it's just Alex C. holding the fort down today. Good job, Alex C. Happy birthday to you, too. I don't even know when your birthday is, but happy birthday to you, too. So, yeah, give a birthday shout-out to Karen there. So, yeah, man. That's what I'm thinking about HBK. I think it's exciting, though. I think it was it was pretty stunning um, that... Uh, what was I talking about? Uh, it was pretty. I mean, it was pretty shocking that you know they sort of ran this angle on Raw, and granted, a lot of people were talking about it, but <clears throat> you know the 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 idea of a of an HBK return, it's it's like a pretty massive deal. It's a pretty big deal. So yeah. Anyways, it's more super chats, and we're going to talk about all in a little bit. I know you guys love that. Uh, let's see here, Trey Saunders. Uh, I want the H title to have a match at All In Two. Who would your Who would be your dream match for that title with the current indie scene? All right. Well, let's say somehow miraculously Adam Mayhem holds on to the H title. I got a hair in here uh, for the next year, and he shows up at All In Two, double or nothing. H titles on the line. Thinking of some names out here. Jordan Grace came out of All In with a lot of buzz behind her. She was the lone female competitor in the Over the Budget Battle Royale. I think she's great. Uh, I'd like to see Adam Mayhem's cocky attitude maybe against an MJF, uh, uh, an Ethan Page perhaps, uh, even maybe like a, a big powerhouse like Brian Cage. I think those are those are three good names that I'd love to see against Adam Mayhem as long as they all... Uh, put a real hurting on him, and then any of them can come away with the H title. I'd be very happy to get that sticker out of there. Programming note also, I should have mentioned this at the top of the show. Uh, tomorrow, uh, the StarCast vlog is going up. It was going to go up today, but tomorrow, instead of the countdown show thing, I decided to do this today, and then the vlog uh, is going up tomorrow. Jonathan, Super Chat, Triple H, 4HBK's return Versus Taker and four Triple H's in-ring retire. Triple H, four HBKs. What does that mean? Four HBKs? Can there be four? H what? I don't know what that means. Maybe elaborate. You don't have to super chat. Just elaborate a little bit, Jonah. I want to see if I can catch your meaning here. Anyways. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. I'm in the Discord which you can check out, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. By the way, $1 a month now gets you uh, ad-free going in raw. 
Uh, right now it's the Monday through Friday. And basically all we're doing is we're just putting this live stream version, not adding any ads to it. We're putting that up on the Patreon wall. So, you know, it, but remains unlisted. Uh, so yeah, if you're, if you're tired of the pesky ads and going in raw, a dollar a month gets you ad free going in raw. It's a better deal than if you get, if this is the only thing you watch on YouTube, which I really doubt it is. If it's the only thing you watch on YouTube, you don't have to worry about YouTube premium, $10 a month. Just get this for $1 a month. Uh, let's see here. Uh, diddly doodler had a question in discord. He says, so today I had doctor's appointments this morning and had work at the same time. So I switched shifts with a guy who's working 7 PM to 2 AM at the golf course for glow golf. I forgot that I also had to be at work at 4 a.m. for work tomorrow. In terms of booking decisions, how bad of a call was this? Is this the finger poke of doom in terms of bad ideas? It's like Vince Russo winning the title, maybe. It's up there. Uh, you know, yeah, maybe. Oh, man, he also says he's getting his toenails removed right now. Man, you guys are weird. Jimmy Thomas, what's the plans for the weekend? I don't know if he means like uh, going in raw plans. My plan is to go to a wedding, hang out with the wife, and maybe get drunk. Um, but yeah, so uh, we have Matt Chat as regular on Sunday. Uh, tomorrow is the StarCast vlog. So there you go. Moving on. Uh, speaking of StarCast vlog, Dave Meltzer also had a really extensive write-up about All In in uh, the latest newsletter. There were some interesting bits I mean, a lot of it was kind of, you know, I mean, obviously, look, Dave Meltzer's close with all those guys. He's going to have some inside info. Um, but it was kind of just a lot of perspective, historical perspective from his point of view. Um, kind of interesting stuff, though. I mean, from every angle, this was a massive success. It says the live gate was $458,000. Uh, we don't have final merchandise numbers, but every item they had sold out. Uh, and the all-in shirt sold out at 3.30 p.m., 90 minutes before the show started, and 30 minutes after the doors opened. The, those lines were ridiculously long. I walked in there, and ooh, boy, they were long. Uh, let's see here. Fight TV grossed more than a million dollars between iPay-Per-View sales and StarCast iPay-Per-View sales. That would probably indicate in excess of 20,000 iPay-Per-View orders which was well above expectations if you figure 80% of the revenue came from the show and 20% came from the convention. The StarCast convention sold 11,000 tickets, but that doesn't mean 11,000 people because people bought tickets for multiple events. There was like a laundry list of events that they had. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> uh, they were There were complaints that tickets weren't checked. Uh, and people who paid $190 were getting the same access as people who just wandered into the building and got in lines. I can kind of confirm to a small degree that that was kind of the case. That was the one thing. So our experience at StarCast was absolutely fantastic. We can talk about this a little bit now. Uh, everybody was super polite. Everybody in the whole you know town, the, the entire weekend was super nice, even outside of the convention. Um, every, the, the, the staff, they were all very, very helpful. Um, I've been to, a, I've done, a, I've, I've participated. I've, I've been a vendor at a lot of comic book conventions going back 10 years because back in the day I used to self-publish comics and, uh, every convention has snags. Every convention has issues. Um, and from what I understand, the number of events 
the massive lines for the meet and greets and whatnot was a bit of an issue at StarCast. Lines crossing over into other lines, crossing into even other lines. Um, that was the word that we got from just a variety of friendos. And I think we at least heard one person say, yeah, no, I just kind of wandered in this room and sat down. And I ended up being in like, I don't know, one of the panel discussion things, the roast. I don't know, it wasn't a roast. I don't know what it was. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. When you have 11,000 tickets sold and, you know, however many people are actually attending, um, you're going to have issues. You're going to have problems. You're going to have, you know, especially, especially for a first time convention. Um, Could have been a lot worse. I've heard of some comic book conventions that are just, you know, off the hook, terrible. Um, By and large, I was actually very surprised, like even... You know, in the vendor area where we were, uh, there were um, tables set aside for uh, for talent to do their meet and greets and to do their signings and stuff. We had the uh, best friends, uh, Chuck T and uh, and uh, Trent next to us at one point. Super funny guys. Uh, Scarlett Bordeaux was signing uh, next to us and then across from us. Uh, Animal from the Road Warriors was next to us. Um, so uh, we had a lot of I mean, you know sort of a, a pretty clear viewpoint of like what was going on. And by and large, like I was actually kind of surprised. I thought one of the bigger issues was going to be sort of the convention having to wrangle all these different wrestlers, but everybody was super mellow. Like even, even the Scott Steiner signing, um, everybody was like, yeah, no, he's just a super mellow old guy, you know? And then he would show up at like, you know, to, to cut a promo at one of the roasts or something. And he's in Scott Steiner mode. But uh, but yeah, by and large, everybody was just there and everybody seemed pretty kicked back. I mean, I know everybody had different experiences and stuff, but, you know, anecdotally from our standpoint, everybody seemed pretty chill and everybody seemed really happy to be there. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, I, I could totally see how somebody would pay 200 bucks for like a meet and greet or some sort of event, hop in line and then some dude just wanders into line and then they get in. And it's like, well, how did he did he pay? You know, so um, no, I mean, that's just that's just that's just what happens when you have that many people there. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was, I mean, from our point of view, you know, every, there was always a wave of people coming through and then it would die down a little bit and another wave of people coming through. So whatever they were doing was really, really working well for us. We did pretty well in terms of, you know, being able to see all the friendos who were coming out. They had no problems finding us. We sold a bunch of shirts. Um, it was, it was a really good deal. Uh, continuing on, it says pro wrestling tees did just under $500,000 worth of t-shirt business over the weekend through all channels. And most of the merchandise in the venue would be part of that total. Uh, one interesting bit, uh, Marty Skrull and, uh, Kazushko Okada's match, which was my personal favorite match of the night. I think it was Larson's also, um, there were some rumors that because the show had to wrap so quickly that, um, that was the match that caused the problem. Um, and there's, it's kind of, it'll be kind of interesting to find out like sort of the actual truth on this. Marty Skrull swears that his match only went over by one minute, swears up and down. And he said that, um, Nick Jackson told him before he went out there because they were already low on time. He said, don't cut anything, whatever you do, don't cut anything from your match. According to Marty Skrull, he also said, even if we go dark just for the crowd, just for the crowd to see the main event. Don't cut anything from your match. Um, That's what, you know, it's coming from Marty Skrull. Who knows if it's true? You know, I have no reason to doubt the guy. He says they only went one minute over. Everybody's saying 13. Dave Meltzer said 14. Uh, 
And he says that there's all sorts of anecdotal evidence uh, to support the fact to support the, the 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 assertion that they went over by 14 minutes, um, including if I remember correctly, I don't have it right in front of me, uh, including uh, people people in attendance hearing uh, officials at ringside yelling over and over again at Marty and Okada to to bring it home to to wrap up the match. And they just kept on going and kept on going, um, which, of course, made the main event, you know, even uh, shorter than apparently it should have been. Um, and they had to do that hurried finish. Um, and they got they got it done by like, you know, with like three seconds to spare. So uh, so that was kind of interesting. Um, of course, that leads to the question. What now? All in was a massive success. People. It's funny because so to use the word anecdotally again, from my standpoint, uh, all in our review for that. And some of it obviously is probably has to do with James from James from couch was on it. Thank you, James. Um, but it did, it performed pretty well for us. It was like around 30,000 views It's pretty good for like, especially a non WWE thing. Conversely, like our WWE programming this week has been kind of on the low performing end. I mean, not a lot has happened. We're in the lead up to hell in a cell, uh, HBK undertaker, I think sort of wheeling out some old guys. Isn't really going to, I mean, people are interested, but you know, people kind of like to know what's going on with the with the new stuff. It's SmackDown review underperform, NXT review underperformed. I think some aspect of uh, you, there might be an all-in hangover for people who are really into like wrestling. That's the only explanation I really have for it beyond, you know, just blaming YouTube or blaming us. Um but there was a very very heavy interest in our thoughts on all in. People are still talking about it. My dad literally yesterday was texting me because he was listening to Busted Open. My dad's not a wrestling fan, but he likes to listen to who he thinks are our competitors. And he was like, hey, people are still talking about this all-in thing. I'm like, I know, it's crazy. Um, so it's a pretty big deal. Meltzer uh, sort of speculated a little bit. Uh, talked about the core group, Cody, the Bucks, and Kenny, and Hangman Page. They all have contracts that end around the same time. Apparently, Marty Skrull might be a little bit after that. But... Some of you might have heard this vow that uh, Cody made in the Young Bucks that whatever we do next, we're all going to do together. Apparently, Dave Meltzer claims that that doesn't rule out a, uh, a WWE invasion type angle, obviously being then signed by the WWE. Uh, Matt Jackson, in an interview with Fightful, said, contract season's here, right? I think it's been 20 years since there's been wrestlers who have the leverage that we currently have. We're aware of that. We know the position that we have. Next year will be the year we get paid no matter where we're wrestling. Now, obviously, Ring of Honor has um, Sinclair backing them. However, Sinclair hasn't ever really treated Ring of Honor like something that they should put a ton of money into, not WWE money into. Um, that's why Ring of Honor is more a springboard into WWE and not the other way around. New Japan has money, obviously, um, but nobody, nobody has more money than WWE. Um, so it's interesting that these guys could cash out or cash in big time like way over anything they made from All In, anything they've made from New Japan or Ring of Honor. Um, as a group, 
Matt Jackson is absolutely right. They have all the leverage in the world. If Marty Skrull, if his contract is in fact coming up, um, if they were to wait for him, they could easily say none of our guys are going to be on 205 Live. None of our guys are going to go through NXT. All five of us are going straight. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, if you include Marty Skrull, it's five. Straight to the main roster. This might be an, well, I'm not going to say unprecedented because Hogan had like a lot of creative control, obviously, in WCW. But for WWE and Vince anyways, this could be, in the modern age, an unprecedented contract for all these guys. If they all come in together as one group, they could dictate creative terms. They could dictate financial terms. Uh, it's all very possible. They could dictate probably most of all their schedule. Um and uh, and kind of, you know, run their own kind of operation there. I think it's got to be pretty exciting for them to, to think of that. So apparently I would I would think it sounds from what from what we've seen here. I, I, I don't think any discussions have been made. I think they're probably once their contracts are up or on the precipice of being up, they're going to say, OK, who's going to offer us the most money? Who's going to offer us the best situation? Um, all in, I mean, say what you will about all in. Yeah, it was a massive success. Will they do a sequel? Maybe, but it was also, if you guys watched that 47 minute episode of being the elite, a massive task to put together. And if they go double or nothing, if they go to, to the forum in LA, or if they go, you know, to some place where they try to book 20,000 people, they obviously understand that's an even bigger task than what they just did. Do they want to then just become sort of promoters of this sh of this show every year, or do they want to sign a three year deal with the WWE, um, make even massive, even more massive stars out of each other, uh, and basically be set for life financially? I would think. I would speculate. If they want to truly blow up the internet, if they truly want to change the world, if it was on their terms, which who knows, nobody's bigger than the WWE. If it's truly on their terms, then there's a good chance that we're going to be seeing them in the WWE come 2019. That wouldn't surprise me. And then you start opening up the floodgates to the dream matches there. Um, that'd be pretty great. I, I would think that they would probably look at what they tried to do with Gallows and Anderson and say, we're not doing that, where you sort of half-assed the Bullet Club thing. We are our own thing. I'm, I would imagine they own the the Elite. Obviously, they own being the Elite, so they probably own the Elite. Um, and it's funny because the writing's been on that wall for ages now. When I first watched, uh, was it when I first watched Wrestle Kingdom? Around that time, uh, Kenny and the Young Bucks really started transitioning from Bullet Club and Grant, I know they're they're Bullet Club through and through. They had the giant Bullet Club logo up at all in, um, but they've always been more about being the elite over the past twelve months or so, and that's very very smart because it's what they own and where and they could take that to WWE. They could go to WWE as the elite. They don't have to worry about being Bullet Club because everybody they're so synonymous with the elite at this point, um, and it would truly blow everything up. It it really would. So that'd be fascinating. So yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Uh, let's see here. Steve Kuharski says, Matt Taven, TK Orion, he's the one who had the busted. And then uh, Vinny 
the horror king Vinny Marseglia. You guys should check them out. Very well, well-rounded trio. Um, that is one of my goals. One of my goals, absolutely, is to start watching Ring of Honor weekly TV. I was going to actually start getting on that next week. I might watch it. I'm not sure if I'll be able to do a review. What, I'm, what I'd like to do is bring it to the Saturday Countdown show. Um, uh, for now, I wanted to get my Impact reviews back going, too. But then this travel opportunity came up for next week, so we'll probably have to wait another week. Um, Joshua Martinez, I am an intern project fair, and I know none of these people probably should have gone to the intern events. Oh, I'm at an intern project fair, and I know none of these people probably should have gone to the intern events over the summer. Too busy watching YouTube. Don't blame that on us, Joshua. Don't blame that on us, man. You got to do your homework, buddy. Anyways, it's about that time to open it up to some questions because I'm all out of news, man. Jimmy Thomas asked me to recast American Gladiator with wrestlers from anywhere since it's just you, three men, and three women. Well, Braun would have to be a gladiator. Uh, Seth Rollins could be a gladiator because he's like, sometimes the gladiators have to be strong. Sometimes American Gladiators have to be like quick and agile, and he's like the... The, the the CrossFit dude. And then uh three women, uh heel Becky Lynch, uh Asuka, and uh Nia Jax. Nia Jax can be the the powerhouse. Armar Candice said you guys got any new intros? No, the thing about Starcast, number one, the wrestlers that were there while they were there um were usually fairly busy. Um and uh, and I didn't quite know how to approach. Hey, I'm I'm from a podcast. You're charging like forty bucks or twenty five bucks for like a signature and a photo op. Do, do I do I ask to? Do you want? To, do I give you money to, for an intro? But, but by and large, like between the waves of people coming through and us talking to people, um, and uh, and. Uh, uh, and then just the wrestler sort of being busy. And on the last day, it's funny, on the last day, like Joey Janela was sitting across from us. Uh, we brought donuts, and uh, him and Penelope each had a donut. Um, but they just seemed exhausted. They just seemed absolutely, everybody just seemed exhausted on the last day. So, yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Nguyen says, I just tuned in. I must be really drunk. The set is different. There's only Steve here. You're not seeing things, man. You're not drunk. Larson's gone. He left. He's gone now. I mean, I know it looks like he's right here. But he's gone. He'll be back on Monday. Uh, let's see here. Alan James. Does WWE try to buy the Bullet Club brand? If. That's a that's a good question. If. If. Uh, the Elite show up. Bullet Club in New Japan will be decimated let's face it they will be decimated you will have firing squad still you will have Stephen Amell oh I yeah I mean you still have the Tokyo pimp you'll still have Chase Owens but it, it they would have to they would have to Rebuild, And here's the thing about New Japan. I have full faith, full faith that they would be able to at least make a strong attempt to rebuild 
without those guys. You look at OG Bullet Club. You got some firing squad guys who are still there. And uh, Finn Balor, right? Finn left. They brought in AJ Styles. He left at arguable at arguably its peak. You could call now its peak, but, you know, at its peak at the time. They were able to reset. So, that being said, I would hope that once a decision has been made, if the elite leave to uh, go to WWE, they would then start the process. Like when they would find out, they would then start the process of restocking Bullet Club and maybe helping New Japan continue on. Uh, I don't think New Japan would sell Bullet Club. I don't think WWE, I'll be honest, I don't think WWE would, they're very, they're very, it's still a company that wants to be TV PG. And the climate that we are in, regardless of where you stand on it, I have strong doubts that WWE would want a, a group called Bullet Club. I just do. I have I have doubts about that. So uh so yeah, I don't know. Um looks like a stream's kicking in and out. Uh oh. Uh so yeah, anyways, I'll take a couple more questions and then I gotta get going. City Wrestling Radio says I've always felt that indie wrestlers are totally willing to do a bumper because you're advertising them. I always get some when I'm at an APW show. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. I'm also kind of shy. Uh, you know, I know I'm sitting here in front of 515 people. That's a different. It's just a camera. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Next opportunity I get, maybe I'll I'll do that. Hey, can you say I, can you say it hi to the show? The big names were completely unreachable, by the way. Like Kenny, the Bucks, Cody. They were complete. Even I mean, I might have been able to get SCU, maybe. But everybody else was like completely ungettable. Uh, anyways, let's go over to the Twitter and see if I got any questions there real quick before I got to sign off. Lacey's bugging me. She's like, we well, got 15 minutes and you probably haven't packed your bags yet, have you? No, I haven't packed my bags yet. I still have to call the hotel and tell them that we're going to be doing an early check-in. Hopefully our hotel's ready. Otherwise, we'll be going to Larson's hotel. Uh, Thomas Beller, what's one thing about wrestling you love that Larson hates and vice versa? One thing I love about wrestling that I love and Larson hates. I can give you the other the other one. I hate with the exception of Tanahashi, I hate the sling blade. And I think Larson's totally cool with it. He never he never bitches about the sling blade. Uh let's see here. Um Big Jim Hale, out of all the wrestlers set up next year, Starcast Booth, who is your favorite? Uh Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green easily. She walked into the room and the entire place lit up her charisma. She was very like outgoing, personable, like everybody who came up to her. She treated like they were her best friend. She was absolutely fantastic and she killed it in that fatal four way match. So, yeah, I can't say enough about Chelsea Green. And also, uh, Trent was just Trent and Chuck T. They're literally what you think they are. Like they sat next to us. They're literally Chuck T showed up like two hours late for his, for his signing. And Trent was like, dude, what happened? And he was like, I don't know. He's like, what happened? Nobody told me what to do. It was pretty funny. Uh, let's see here. A couple more. Uh, JP Zamet, favorite city to host all in two and why? Uh, Los Angeles. Because it's close to us. I'll steal that. That's actually a preview from a question. Same question we have on Matt Chat this Sunday. 
Um, I actually make the case for uh, Chicago again, but Larson makes a really good case for L.A., and you know what? I think I might agree with him. Uh, Jesse James Helsius, any big plans for the weekend? Uh, going to a wedding should be fun. think I'll have a good time. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it for the show. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks for, for sticking with me. I'm just one man trying to do a job. And, uh, yeah. So, anyways, that's it for show. Hilton, can we get some music, please? See that works. Thanks, Hilton. Thank you all so much for hanging out with me. I really appreciate it. We'll be back on Monday uh, and Tuesday, and then I'll be gone on Wednesday. So, next week will be very interesting. Be sure to tune in and check it out. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.